Hey, it's the real deal. This is Hear My Take. I had to get in my bag. I had to get in no cap. I had to get in my bag. When I pull up real fast. Yeah, yeah. I had to get in my bag. Hey, what is up, y'all? Thanks for tuning in. Episode 3 of Hear My Take with The Real Deal. And I'm glad you're listening. I hope you've checked out episode 1 and 2 because there is more to come. Even this week, we got a special guest coming on Thursday for episode four. Going to be talking about NBA free agency buzz because there has been so much that has happened and we're going to talk all about it. And special guest Jaden Dixon will be coming on the show. So that'll be pretty awesome and you're not going to want to miss out on that. But today is the day. I've been pushing this one off for some time now. Even in my own personal life, telling this story has been a struggle, not because I don't want to tell it, it's just kind of, there's a lot of fears that can hold you back from telling this story, but I'm ready to tell it because y'all want to hear it, and I put it out there on the Instagram poll, and it got tons of lie. it got tons of yeses compared to what else I had up there, so y'all want to hear my testimony. Now, when I hear testimonies, I feel like it's a good way to connect with somebody. It's a good way to hear somebody else's story and really be able to relate to them. And I think sharing your testimony is something that we should all do, no matter who you are. If you're a Christian rapper, if you're a designer, any anybody, if you, if you work anywhere in this world, if you communicate with somebody each and every day, you need to be telling your story because that is how we are going to relate to each other. And in our darkest moments in our lives, that's when we're going to be able to be uh, given some hope to give, have somebody that we can, you know, feel for somebody that has been through some of the things that we've been, that has struggled, has been there, and has and has done better for their future. And and I think that's something that we should all do as Christians, even as people that are non-believers. Sharing your testimony is important. It's what allows us to keep moving forward. It's what gives us hope to keep going. Before I start today, I just want to read a couple verses. Of scripture here because I feel like that kind of sets the mind right for me to tell y'all my story and for y'all to receive that. Uh, I want to read Philippians 4.13. You probably wouldn't have to read this one. I, I know I, I've got this one memorized because this is something that's been true and dear to my heart and it's all about being able to push forward uh, and here it is. Philippians 4.13, for I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me or in some translations through him who strengthens me. Either way, it's through God that you get that strength and that wisdom, and it's through all things through Him. And I want to read this one, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17. It says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. And this is so important for me, telling my story, because the old me has definitely passed away, and the new is definitely coming and is to come with my journey in Christ And I'm ready to tell you all about my story, all about where I come from, all about where my walk with faith kind of began and where it is today. And I'm just so excited to share this with you guys. And I hope you're able to receive this in a good way. And I hope you are able to get something out of this. And and I hope it encourages you to go out and tell your testimony because I would love to hear somebody else's testimony as well. I mean, I think it's so great to hear each other's testimonies. I guess to begin, I mean, I just want to, I know I talked about some of some of my life story in, in the very first episode on Hear My Take, where I kind of talked about how I got into rap. You know, I, I kind of talked about my story a little bit, but I didn't really share all the details. I didn't share all the struggle that really happened in my life. 
And the reason it's been so hard kind of getting prepared and, and getting ready to actually share this, uh, I had at one time thought I was ready to share this in front of a whole audience at a church, and then some, you know, things happened and got pushed aside, and it just kind of got it kind of got pushed away, and and then now I'm finally ready to share it, and I'm glad I got this podcast as an outlet for y'all to hear and for y'all to listen to this, uh, and I hope you get something out of it. Excuse the text message there. Looks like my MacBook wants to be synced with my phone. Alrighty. Well, anyways. I'm going to go ahead and start with where I came from. Again, I'm from Cabot, Arkansas, Calbutt, Arkansas. There it is again. But growing up, you know, my my mom and dad were married until I was about 9 or 10 years old. So, I mean, we growing up, we lived in a small house, you know, just me, my sister, and my mom and dad. And, and everything seemed to be great. You know, we were the typical family. Uh, we went to church. Uh, we went to a church called First Baptist, and we went there. And we'd go there pretty much every Sunday. I know we wouldn't go. Sometimes we'd miss a Sunday here and there. But, you know, everything seemed to be good. We we had birthday parties. We had everything, you know, you could imagine growing up as a kid. And, and everything seemed to be going well. The major, the first biggest trial in my life, I would have to say, was when my parents got a divorce. Uh, I think that's something we have been seeing lately a lot in today's society. Divorce rates are higher than ever. And... That's something that happened in my life. Uh, parents got a divorce, and that really kind of was the struggle for me as a kid. When I, that was the first thing I had to really struggle with, uh, the divorce. You have to, you know, you have to decide: you're going to go live with mom, you're going to go live with dad. I was always a mama's boy, so me and my sister, we decided to go with our mother. And throughout that process, it was kind of a hard situation because you're you're not trying to disappoint one of your parents, and you're not trying to you know, be that, you know, it, put in that situation where you have to decide, is it, is it mom or dad? And I felt like that kind of was a struggle for me at first. And I felt up until that point, as we went to church, we went to a, we went to a pretty large church. I feel like I wasn't really involved, really growing up as a kid. You know, as a kid, you're just kind of going through the motions you're going because your parents are going and stuff like that. But my mom and dad, we wouldn't, we, they didn't always go to church every Sunday. Uh, there would be some Sundays where I'd go with my grandma. Me and my sister would go with my grandma to the, to her church. And so we kind of always were in and out of the church, no matter if it was with the church with my mom and dad or with my grandma. So we definitely had kind of a church experience growing up, but I never really felt like I had any involvement in it. I felt, I always felt like it was just kind of like going through the motions. Like you get there, you sit down and you get out. And I, I, I know that I wasn't getting anything out of that. But for some reason at the age of like eight or nine as well, I got baptized. You know, I felt like I needed to get baptized and I, I thought I had a good faith going, but I really didn't understand what my faith was really. Now that I look back, I'm like, there's no way, you know, the way that I see now is nowhere near as developed and as mature as it was when I was eight. I was pretty young, you know, it's a young time to be making that decision to follow Christ for the rest of your life when you're not even really sure, you know, what all that means. And so I felt like I kind of rushed that and I kind of did that a little early as a kid. So did get baptized young, um, but that didn't really, really transcribe and go into what I was going to do next in the next few years to come after this divorce happened. Uh, and as that divorce happened, there's just a lot of things that uh, went on in my life. My mom and my sisters, we moved away uh, to another house, and my dad stayed behind. Uh, 
So I'd go back and forth between moms and dads, you know, every other weekend or so and do that kind of thing. And, you know, I don't know if you've had parents that got divorced, but it can kind of get, you know, frustrating sometimes because say you want to hang out with a friend here. Well, what if you're at your dad's this weekend and or something like that? You know, I, I feel for you there because I, I know it's kind of a frustration and I wasn't the most positive person. Uh, I didn't I, I've never been a patient person and that's something I got to really work on to this day is patience and having to do things that I didn't really want to do. I mean, they weren't it wasn't very fun. I didn't want to have to go back and forth and back and forth when things were going on at school and things were going on with friends. And that kind of was the biggest struggle going uh growing up. The first biggest trial was the divorce. And I feel like it caused a lot of tension between everybody, and it all it usually does. But that's just the beginning because there were so many things after this divorce that happened that opened my eyes, that you know, that challenged my faith, that brought me to my darker moments in life. And and I'm glad that I've been able to bounce up from those. And I'm gonna kind of share with you some of those. I, I don't know how long this will take. I hope I don't take up all day telling you this, but I hope you're able to hear this, and, and I hope it, it really speaks to you, and, and can maybe you can relate to it. Um, so let's see. Going after the divorce, we're about 10, 9 or 10 years old, I believe. So we're going out, and we move with our mom. So we move with we, me and my sister, Lauren, we moved with our mother, and she got with another guy. So she started dating another man. And this guy, you know, he seemed to be great at first. And there was a lot of, you know, what ifs. And he seemed pretty young. And it, it kind of was a, you know, you got my dad on this side who's like obviously going to be upset about it and stuff like that. So we're, there's a lot of tension. Like I said, there's a lot of tension back and forth. But as, as my parents split up and the divorce was finalized, my mom did end up meeting somebody else. Uh, she met this guy and was with him for probably five years. Now, I have to say, those were the probably one of the, the, the five toughest years of me and my sister and partially my, probably my mom's life. I know she has her own story as well, but my mother, you know, she, she went through a lot growing up as a kid, and then she met this guy, and this guy kind of just brought down a lot of uh, pain, a lot of hatred in our lives. I have to be honest, it was a very dark moment because there were so many times that they would argue. The arguments would be would be heavy. I I as a kid, when I, I'm not really I'm growing up at this time, I'm entering that preteen age and I'm hearing the arguments and I'm hearing all that stuff. I'm trying to close the door, but at the same time, so much anger is filling my head, so much anger is filling my mind, and it gets harder and harder to keep pushing forward and try to be a Christian when you're hearing all that and you just get filled with so much anger that you don't know what to do with it. And so for some time, I was the kid that held in everything. I would hold in so much anger that it would take one person to say something wrong to me at school, say something wrong to me in public, and I would just blow up on you. I, would, I literally would blow up and all that anger I'd been holding up for a week or so would just come out and it would be like the devil himself just just screamed at you. And I'm telling you right now, it was not a pretty sight. And I and it was some it was probably the lowest moments of my life. Uh it was it's just a lot of a lot of hate was kind of in that relationship. Uh my mom 
you know, she always supported us. She always, you know, provided for us, and she did her best that she could uh, working and, and providing. But the guys that she would meet just weren't very, you know, they weren't, they weren't good influences. The man that she was with for five years, uh, who she ended up having uh, a kid with, which is now my sister, Brianna, uh, she, she, she had a kid with him. But this guy right here, he was just so, he was just so uh, bad for what we wanted to, what we needed to see. Uh, and, not, and not bashing anybody or not trying to do that. I'm just saying, this is from my experience. If you're in a toxic relationship, it's going to affect the children in some way. The children are around you as much as you may not think so. Even behind closed doors, Things get carried through those houses. Things get carried through those walls. They're not brick walls. And and children do see those toxic relationships. And I feel like that's kind of how I dealt, what I dealt with growing up was kind of just seeing toxic relationships. And that was kind of the biggest uh, thing that kind of held me in that dark place is, you know, I don't want to be that statistic that ends up having this repeated in my future relationship life you know I don't I don't want to continue that in my life so I'm trying to push forward and trying not to be that statistic but I know so often when children see toxic relationships and they're accustomed to that for so long that they end up following that cycle and I I definitely don't want to do that and I definitely uh, would encourage you not to do that as well if you're dealing with this and I hope you're I hope you're going to be able to hear what I'm saying right now because it's real. I've been I've been through it. And trust me, I'm not here to say they did wrong, they did wrong, they did wrong. But for so long I've been pushing this off because I'm afraid of what people will think if I tell my story. And I and I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you because the longer I wait to tell you my story, the longer somebody else is in bondage, the longer somebody else is asking for somebody to relate to. The longer somebody else is begging for somebody to be open and real, to tell them where they came from and what they've been through, what they've seen, because they feel like they might be the only ones dealing with so much dark pain in their lives. And I, I tell you right now, I'm, I've had enough of waiting because it's it, it, this life is too short. And I'm going to continue right now because there's so much more to tell. Uh through that relationship, we're living in a house, you know, we've moved around a lot because we we had a lot of issues. We'd move from apartment here to apartment there to house here, house there, house there. I let me let me think real quick. It was probably one, two, there's probably about six or seven different places we moved in and out of uh, due to due to rent and stuff like that. But there was always some kind of uh, argument between this relationship that my mother uh, was in with this guy and, and and this relationship was so toxic that that police would be at our house so often I'm telling you right now we almost knew the the police department in our town because they were always having to come over to handle some kind of domestic dispute there was so much fighting so much bickering so much hate and it, it just kind of never seemed to end and while this is going on you know I'm trying to figure out who to turn to and at, at this point I know my mom has good intentions. I know she's trying to provide for us. I know she's doing what she can. But at the same time, there's this dark hole that's being kept in our home, the same hate that's being kept around. And it was kind of dragging us down. It was dragging my sisters down. I don't want to see the tears come out of my sister's eyes, the tears come out of my mom's eyes. That's kind of, it just, 
it hurts to see that. And it hurts to see that often, frequently. It wasn't just one time. It was five times. It was ten times. The police are out here. You know, you know, it just it gets old and it gets so it gets so just un- unbelievable because you just sit there and you're like, when is it going to end? What does it take for this stuff to end? And that was something I struggled with. Uh, after that, I noticed myself uh, be- with anger often. Like I said, I had an anger problem. Uh, I became impatient. I, I started, you know, being angry towards my mother. I started being disrespectful. Uh, and I started doing a lot of things. I didn't uh, get into drugs. I was never one to get into drugs. But I did get into hanging around with the wrong people. I hung out with people that were uh, just kind of running around doing the doing the usual no good stuff. And I, and I kind of just felt like I put on this persona that I was some, like, big dog. And I was running around acting like, I could do whatever I wanted and because it didn't matter. And I kind of had this like mentality that I was just kind of this cool kid that could do what he wanted. And, and I had that mentality because not because of where I was coming from is because what I was seeing was kind of this persona of I'm the big dog. And it's not the way it is. And it's not the way it's going to be. Um, growing up with this is so this is pre-teenage growing up with my mom dealing with this toxic relationship with the fighting, the bickering and these these arguments were just so so out of proportion because they kind of just brought out so much uh pain in our whole family because then we had to, you know, figure out where we we're going to move next or where we we're going to move now and and, and it kind of just stressed us out. Long story short, stress and anxiety have been the biggest things that have held me down as as growing up and growing in faith. I I have noticed that I have had to stress at a young age and I've had to worry with, you know, too much anxiety. And and that's one of the biggest things is I I never was able to put my trust in God until, you know, recently, until you know, a few years ago when I, I kind of gave full-fledged faith into God. But it, up until then, I was just, you know, letting all that anxiety and fear control my life. And when anxiety can, and fear controls your life, it can be a wavy and scary road, I'm telling you right now. And it was for me because we didn't know where we would go. I had to ask, you know, what, what is when's this getting paid? Wait, are we selling this? Are we doing that? I'm telling you right now. With the arguments that my mom had, with the toxic relationship, that was that was just the first thing. That caused a lot of pain. That caused a lot of, you know, there's a lot of domestic problems going on there that we didn't need to see uh, and that were, that nobody needed to see, that my mom didn't need to experience. And, you know, she kind of had, she was in that tough situation where uh, she was in. And, and I'm, here's that situation. It's, it's a domestic, domestic violence is something that is very big in our society today. It happens so often. And it is a cycle, and they have they have resources f- for that too, but that cycle it just you get caught up in it, and and sometimes it's hard to get out of that relationship. And, and I kind of under I can kind of see where my mom was with that. She she got caught in that relationship, and she got caught in the cycle, and that cycle kept spinning. And and at the same time as that cycle spinning, and she's keeping him around, that that just caused more pain for for us kids because we were seeing things we shouldn't have seen. 
We, we shouldn't have to see, you know, fighting, uh, anything physical. We shouldn't have to see the yelling. We shouldn't have to hear the language. And, and so often than not, I had to deal with that. I had to deal with that frustration, and we had to deal with uh, having to care for each other at a young age and, and kind of feel that fear and anxiety roll in. So as the years move on, as we continue to, to uh, go through the struggle of not being, you know, the the most you know we, we weren't like a super 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 poor family in poverty but we definitely had government assistance we we definitely had to have help because we could not afford everything and we kind of had to learn how to s- save our own money and do this and that but at the same time we're moving out we're moving from here to here from place to place and we're still kind of staying in the same school location so we're still going to school but I would remember going to school and just being angry some days. I'd be, I just wouldn't talk to people. I would be shut off. I wouldn't care because everybody else around me seemed like they had it all going on together. They had everything well and everything great. And that's kind of where I, it hurt me the most. I just feel like I compared myself to other people. I, you know, I didn't like my struggle. I didn't want to be in my situation. I can remember plenty of times where I said, I wish I, was, I, wish I had the life they had. I wish I did, and and so many times I wanted that, but in reality, I've now I've seen what these struggles have done for me. They have helped me to become a better person to this day. Long story short, after so after four to five years, I think it was about five years of my mom being in this toxic relationship and police nonstop having to be at our house to separate this and that and all that drama that was filling our lives at. At the core of all that, my mom was able to finally get away from that. But as she got away with that, we that was the same time where the struggle hit harder. And that was when we entered the foster care system. That was when we didn't have a place to go. We moved from house to house to whoever would let us stay with them for, for a week or a week or so. You know, we'd stay with them. And, and we had a few people that did that. And that, and that was kind of hard because we were moving our stuff around. We had a storage unit, but then we had a lot of stuff that we'd load up in the car. And we just kind of moved around to whatever house we could get to. And at this time, we I, I felt like I was struggling with it. But I honestly wasn't like hate hating the situation. I was more like, let's get through it. Let's go. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. But then when I entered and we got taken away and entered the foster care system, I, I felt like it all went downhill and I just kind of instantly got mad. And I want to fast forward over to my father on this side. He was uh, struggling with his own problems. Uh, he had his own, you know, personal problems that he was dealing with, mending the divorce. Uh, we would go over to his house and we'd have issues over there because he would be lit. He had a roommate and, you know, they would be having a few drinks and so my dad was struggling with his own alcoholic problem after the divorce and how he was coping with that uh, to where it was not a stable environment for us over there either as it really wasn't a stable place for us to be with uh, in our own home. So we definitely there was definitely a lot of drama on both sides of things, both sides of the parenthood. But at the end of the day, it's not no I'm not saying anything about hating my parents. I'm not saying that. I love both of my parents, and, and they're always going to be my parents, and I, and I thank them for everything they've done for me. But I'm telling you my story from the perspective, the views, the things that I've seen, what kind of controlled my faith, and I'm just telling you that from that side of things. 
So as my dad's dealing with that, he ended up actually moving away. He moved out of state and moved up north to where his his side of family was because he kind of just wanted to get away from everything. And I, from my, I guess he just needed to get away. And uh, so we were left with single mom now. And mom was struggling with being a single mom. It's hard. It, it's definitely something that I, I don't know. I can't say I understand, but I can definitely say I've seen a single mom try her hardest, and it, it kind of backfired sometimes, and we had ups and downs and a lot more downs and ups, but we're here today, and uh, and I'm glad that we've been able to get through it. Uh, through that single mom period, my mom, she's working, trying her best, but then things crash, and you know she lost her job due to some circumstances with her work, and, and it kind of hurt her, and and her motivation you know and what we had to do was we would have we would have garage sales we'd have we'd sell we had so much thing we had so many materialistic things that we did not need so we'd sell those and help out and get some money any way we could and so we we sold those things and got them got the money to pay for the rent but then finally you know there's so many you can't sell everything because then you won't have nothing and and we sold just about everything to where we didn't have much more to sell, so we had to move and stay with whoever. we. Like I said, we stayed from a week here or a week or two here, whoever opened their doors and let us stay with them. And I felt a lot of embarrassment doing this. I didn't want to ever have to ask somebody if I could stay at their house and could my family come with them. You know, that's kind of like an embarrassing thing to ask. But at the same time, I felt like I had so much pride held in me about the situation and I didn't want to accept that we were this low of a low situation in our life. And at this time, I'm dealing with so much anxiety, fear. And, and I, I never really considered it depression. But when I look back, I feel like depression definitely had to be a factor. Because I only hung out with a certain amount of people. And, and I started not hanging out with a lot of people because I felt like uh, I just wasn't going to be, you know, I felt like I wasn't. Not that I wasn't wanted, but I was kind of embarrassed to hang out with people, and there's so much pride that held in my, I held in my life that I just didn't want to do it. I, I kind of was like, "Well, we're in this dark hole, we're in this, we're in this rut. I'm just gonna stay in this rut, and I didn't want to get out of it. I'm contemplating, you know, you know, why God, why God, why do I, why am I going through this? You know, what have I done? I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be honest and open with God, and and I felt like He was just doing things that just they weren't right. I felt, why would he do this? You know, I kept asking why. And, and that's one of the big things. I didn't have any trust in his plan. I had no trust in what was to come because from there on out, from that, those five years in that preteen age, I didn't see anything good happening. Growing up until the divorce, everything seemed to be fine. It's fine colors moved with emotions and it seemed to be perfect. But after that, it just felt like Everything was going, you know, out of out of the way, and everything seemed to be falling apart. Uh, so we move on, and we're my mom's struggling here, and like I said, then we entered the foster care system. That was the biggest turning point, you know. We had to me and my two sisters. We had to move to a shelter for a, a couple weeks, and you know, we didn't at the time we didn't know how long we were going to stay there. But as we got to the shelter, man, I tell you what, there were so many kids that I met in that shelter, so many guys that I met in there that had stories that would blow mine out the roof because they have been through more things than I could have ever imagined. 
And that's why I think it's so good to tell your story because you never know what somebody's been through. Somebody may look like they have it all together when they've been through something you couldn't even imagine. And, I, and, and that's how it was. I mean, I went into that shelter and it wasn't like an emotional thing where people are like just telling their story and telling their testimonies. But as I had conversations with kids and their conversations with guys my age, people told me about their past. People told me about where they come from, how they ended up in the shelter. And man, they had some crazy stories. And I felt like it was that turning point in my life where I had began rapping. I began rapping a little bit before that as as a joke, kind of just kind of putting something out there here and there, not really having a vision for it. But as I entered that shelter, man, my whole perspective changed. That's where I really prayed to God. I prayed to Him. Uh, I started taking it more serious. I, I started taking my faith serious. I started trusting in Him more and asking Him to guide the way, asking Him to be the one I lean on. And as I entered that shelter, man, that could be the turning point in my in, in my Christian life. I mean, I after I got out of there, I was only there for two weeks. There's some kids that are there for months. There's some kids that never get to leave. And as I left, I felt like God was putting on my heart to do something, and, and that's what I did. I, I went ahead and wrote a letter to almost every single kid in there and left it at the front desk for them to pick up. And I gave them just words of encouragement, scriptures, and stuff that they could read to, to kind of start thinking about their own faith. Because most of those kids in there had no idea who God was. They didn't have any faith at all. They've That's no, something that was never taught. That's something that they'd never grown up going to church at all. They'd never you know, done that kind of stuff. And so I wanted to leave them with that. And, and I felt like that was kind of the point where I was like, hey, we're I'm in a tough situation. You're in a tough situation. Life brings tough situations and sucky situations. So let me try to do my best to encourage somebody else. And and that's kind of where that encouragement spark flew into my life. I'd never been the biggest encourager. I'd never been the biggest guy to care about anybody. But as I did that, man, I left those notes. I left those letters for those kids. And man, it felt so good. And I was like, I got to continue this. They heard some of my rap. They wanted, they told me to keep going. How am going to continue to rap? So I started putting everything I could into this music to share my story through the music, to share the gospel through the music. And that's why I keep doing it to this day. And it's so great to see what has come from it. I struggle with so much anxiety, fear, depression, so many thoughts about giving up here and giving up there. Because of all the trials that were coming in my life, you know, it was so hard at times, so hard at times to to keep going and to keep pressing onward. But I felt like I needed to after getting into that shelter and getting that experience of being at pr- pretty much the lowest low of my life uh, at the age of about 15. And, and man, can I say that I am thankful for my struggle. I am thankful for trials that I've had in my life because... If I didn't know what it was like to struggle, I would not know what it would, I would, where I would be today. And, and today, I'm very grateful for that. And my mom, you know, through this whole time, she was struggling. She was trying to get us back. It was just a hard thing for her to cope with. And I could see that, that anxiety, depression continued to waver over her life and really kind of hold her down. And through it all, you know, I tried to have a positive outlook on it. And, and the anger it was there at first, but then it finally, I was set free from a lot of that anger. 
and I was able to start trying to forgive. You know, forgiveness kind of took me a long time. And as I gave my life to Christ, I had already given my life to Christ before as I was, I was baptized at the age of eight, but I never really got I never really got real. Let's just say that. I became the real deal after I after all this situation happened. I never really got real with my walk in, in Christ. I never got real with my walk with him and my faith at all until all this kind of I hit I had to hit the lowest point in my life to really realize how real it was and how short life is to realize that this little amount of time on earth does not compare to what eternity does. And so that's where I gave my life to Christ. After I gave my life to him and I'd already been baptized, I was, you know, I was good and and I'm I'm ready to continue my vision, my mission with rap and Christian music. So I continued that after about age of 15 and and it was so great and so great to see the things that came out of that. Uh, so I'm here today. There's a lot of there's a little bit of things that happen. Not too much trial and tribulation after that. Besides uh, moving around a few times with foster care system, but the foster care system kind of changed me. It changed my outlook on things. And to this day, you know, I still talk to my mom. My mom's uh, she's a great woman, and I thank her for everything she's done for me. You know, it was a hard time, and it was a it was a hard place to be at. And, and I don't hate her for it. I don't hate anybody for it. And I don't hate my father for it at all. But I know that we struggled, and I know some of the things that we saw weren't right. Some of the things plain weren't right. And, uh, and I believe she's kind of recognizing, you know, where the flaws were there. And, and it's, it's time to move on. It's time to, it's time to continue to grow in our faith and to continue to move on with the future. I believe that sharing, sharing your story is not about, you know, bashing anybody or putting, you know, all the focus on one person and calling somebody's, you know, saying who, whose fault is it there? I believe it's just sharing what happened, just sharing the facts and, and, and letting the, you know, people to hear what you went through. And, and I feel like at the end of the day, you're sharing, if I'm sharing the facts, if I'm sharing what's real, that you're going to be able to relate to it, that you're going to be able to connect with the the trials and tribulations that I was going through. And, and that's what happened. You know, now I, I'm still in the foster care system, I actually, and uh, I'm actually, I'm 20, uh, I'm 19 now, but I'm staying in until I'm about 21. So I opted in and, and foster care has been a, a changing point in my life. Like I said, and, and, and this is my testimony, you, you know, there's not, much else, I, I can continue to talk about the details, but there's, the details don't really matter. I told you what I told you what I'd been through. I told you how hard it was, and I'm being completely honest. It was hard, and not a day goes by that I don't remember the struggle because the struggle is what's making me succeed today. It's what's making making me have determination to go better, to go harder each and every day, to get on the grind. That struggle will make you go a hundred times harder than you would if you didn't have that struggle. So if you're going through anything like this that I've shared, you know, just know that there is a better day ahead and, and that day will come. You just got to keep strong. You got to stay strong and, and not let the anger completely take control of you like it did me. The anger was always on my heart. I never really had a an anger-free heart. It was always anger-filled and I struggled with that fear, anxiety, depression, and that anger in my life, and and that's kind of where I'm glad that I've been able to give my life to Christ, and and just be able to be transformed and renewed by His His Spirit. Uh, so that's pretty much all I can say. That's pretty much my story. A lot of struggle, a lot of tribulation, but I'm thankful for it. Uh, I believe that if you do have your story and you want to share it, go out there and get your story. Let your story be heard. 
you have a story to share. Anybody that's listening that wants to get on, go ahead and share your story. You, I, I want to hear about it. You know, I hope you're relating to this. I hope you're able to get something out of it. Uh, so many times we we put it away, we push it aside because we think that oh, we're you know why would they want to hear about me? Or I don't want them, to, you know, I don't want them to feel bad about me. Yeah, I don't want anybody to feel bad about me. But at the end of the day, we all go through some kind of that some kind of time in our life that sucks and and we got to share our stories to really get out of that we got to share our stories to be able to move on and for other people to be able to realize there's hope ahead so that's pretty much all I have to say about it but I'm, I'm thank you for listening it's been a longer podcast than usual but I believe it's been good I believe I've been able to lay it all out there for you my walk with Christ it started as a little kid, but it wasn't very strong until the until the lowest points in my life hit. Uh, I didn't really have my faith until I, I had to really see what the struggle was to recognize how I could build my faith. And and now I look back, and, and it's great to be able to share that with you guys because for so long I've been holding back some of those details, and so long I've been kind of fearful of what was to come from that and i'm hoping you got something out of this i'm going to continue these uh, podcast series as often as i can try to get two out a week Uh, episode four will be coming this thursday like i said nba free agency buzz with special guest Jaden dixon so stay tuned and get ready for thursday because that's going to be dropping then we'll have a video on that one i didn't do a video for this one and but i'll have a video for the free agency buzz So be able to tune in there. And if you have any comments, questions, feel free to ask. You can comment or DM me on Instagram at therealdeal.aen or send me an email to dylanjohnston1212 at gmail.com. I'd love to answer any questions you have. If you want to talk about your story, if you want to talk to me about anything, let me know. I'm here. You can tell me anything. So just let me, uh, let's work together and let's figure something out. I thank you for listening, and I thank you for continuing to support the podcast. Hear my take with The Real Deal.